Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're reviewing all of those shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us today as we delve deeper into the wonderful world of secrets and sisterhood. Today we'll be discussing episode five, Fundraiser Zilla. These episode titles. Yeah. We could do a lot better. We could do a lot better. Well, and better. I also thought it was um, not really apropos. I mean, there was some fundraiser zillaing at the very last five minutes of the episode, but I, I feel like the title does not encompass the theme of the whole episode. No, but I do feel like the theme of every episode is the same. <laughs> yeah, true. Somebody apologizes, somebody else takes it as disgenuine. Yeah. Very true. Goes. Yeah. Very true. Um, so do you have any house cleaning before we get started? I'd have only, I have a little bit, um, and some I will disclose as we talk because I think it's interesting, but I decided to start, you know, I can't resist. I've missed doing profiles a little bit and I started to just do some Googling, some surface level Googling. Okay. And we were curious about what type of therapist Hamida is. Oh, and, and you were very close actually. So kudos. She's a behavioral therapist. Oh, yeah. So she was actually like counting someone's behavior. Okay. So you were very close. And I thought that was interesting. Um, I also, I mean, I have plenty of tidbits about Shakur and Josh. So I will dole those out as we go. Um, but I also saw on one website, and it was a bio of Shakur that mentioned that their mother is Pakistani and their father was Lebanese. I don't know how reliable that is. And that doesn't seem to make any sense given the narrative of everything we've seen and this fundraiser that they're throwing. But I was shocked that that was on a website somewhere. Okay. So I could see the father possibly being Lebanese and growing up in Afghanistan. I could see this article getting the mother confused because the rest of her family fled to Pakistan when Afghanistan fell. So maybe that's why. Maybe. Yeah. Well, but she um, does run a Pakistani restaurant. So yes. I don't. Yes. So they also mentioned something about the border of Pakistan and Afghanistan. So maybe they were kind of like almost like citizens of both countries in a way, like they had family on both sides. And, you know, it's possible that they are, Pakistani by heritage, but identify as Afghani because that's where they yeah. grew up and lived. So, yeah, yeah. I thought that I mean, was interesting. Just like though. I'm like Italian, but I'm American. Like I still like I would go to I would throw a, a fundraiser for America. So yeah, maybe same kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Um. So that was interesting. I also I tried to look up some information about the father and you can't even find his name listed anywhere, but I did find a picture of the father and mother and I'm going to send it. I'm going to text it to you right now. The mother was so beautiful. So beautiful. The father's very handsome too. I just sent it. I don't, I don't, I, that doesn't surprise me because I feel like, um, even now she's yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was handsome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the mother is beautiful even now. And she's got to be, what, like 80? Didn't they, don't they say her age at some point? I I don't know. I haven't written it down yet. But I also did look that, so Russia invaded Afghanistan in December of 1979. And that's when they fled. So they, they've been in the United States since early 1980. Okay. Which I think we had figured out, but yeah. confirmed. Confirmed. Um, but yeah, it's, and th their Instagrams are all just things about this show. Like, no yeah. one's really doing anything now. Well, they travel a lot. Yeah, Hamida did. So, I don't know. Anyway, fun tidbits left to come. So, are you ready? Yes. Okay. So, we open the episode, and Sid and Jamila are going to the classic cat. Okay, this is where shit gets real confusing. So, did you look anything <laughs> Right up? off the bat. Right so off the bat. Well, so, I read one thing about the fundraiser event they eventually throw, and it was not at this gallery. Okay, so I didn't I didn't Google the event at all because okay. I figured I would do that next episode when the event I'm assuming occurs. Um, so I so for those of you who didn't watch the episode, they don't show a sign when they're walking into this place. They don't show a sign there. They show nothing. There is this big. At first, I thought it was just an art installation in the middle of the gallery that says the classic cat. 
Yeah. Um, so I look it up. Well, the classic cat, there is a classic cat in LA, but it's a restaurant. It's not a gallery. Okay. There is no gallery with that name. Okay. At all. There's a gallery called the Black Cat, I believe, that it's not the same thing because it looks nothing like it. So, so I am super confused. The fundraiser was actually thrown at a place called, hold on, still in my history. Look at this. <laughs> hold on. It's like something in the Mateo and Seventh Gallery. So LA. maybe that was the gallery and the classic hat was a piece of art. I think it was, was like there. an installation or something. Cause the classic yeah. hat was painted on like this weird little stage, right? It looked like a giant, it reminded me of something that you would see at like a boat show that the boat would be sitting on top of. Like <laughs> yeah. I was fully expecting to see like a car yeah. called the classic hat, like rotating on top of this pedestal thing. Yeah, it don't. Yes, it looked like a weird like presentation stage you would see in a convention center. Maybe it was a piece of art that someone commissioned for the restaurant. Maybe, yeah. So we meet these two gallery owners, workers, um, Alex and Damon. But real quick, I wanted to discuss Sadika's pants. <laughs> oh, I don't. I was so busy focused on like trying to figure out what gallery they were in. I don't think I noticed her pants. What, what, what were her pants? Well, so there was this shot of them walking through the doors, like all dramatically. And Sadika is wearing high-waisted, pleated, like Jim Walsh, dad, 90210, pleated jeans that are then also like have a harem cuff on the bottom. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, without the harem cuff, like, I I mean, I feel like that's in now. Everyone's wearing, like, very high-waisted, like, stovepipe-legged pants, so. It was, they were a lot. They were a lot. I'm trying to think if I got, I don't know if I got a picture of that. I did take a lot of pictures to put on the Instagram, but um, I don't think I got a picture of that. We got some, I mean, these ladies are serving looks every episode, but we had quite a few in this episode. Jamila's outfit later. Woo. I, yeah, I don't have it. Unfortunately, I did not get any of the pants. I do okay. have a, a picture from that, this scene, but no pants. Well, pleated, pleated harem <laughs> jeans. Um, so anyway, we meet Alex and Damon and they're friends of Jamila's. Um, you know, they, I guess Jamila and Alex have done a charity event together before and they previously raised thousands for Afghan refugees and they're aiming for $100,000 this year and the event is sort of in honor of their mother. Yes, that's what we established. And then um, Jamila decides that she decrees that she is going to be the MC. Yeah, they have a little um, spat about who's going to MC the event. And then they make out. Yep. Which I did um, get a picture of. Yeah. They also are, they're compressing this timeline of throwing the event because they want to throw it before their mother travels to Pakistan. Yes. Which I thought their mother was leaving any second because last week we had a pool party for the mom before she left for Afghanistan. So... This, I feel like this is quite the goodbye tour from the mom. Yes. Also, the event happened on September 18th, 2022. Okay. So when we get there, place and time. Um, I also liked that one of the guys in the gallery said to Jamila, like, you're so passionate, I dig it. <laughs> it's like, whatever, <laughs> get out of here. Um, and are you ready to go to the tattoo parlor? Yes, okay. I am. Okay. So we go to the tattoo parlor with Shakur and Josh, and the tattoo artist's name is Chewy. Chewy Quintanar, and he's from Ink Master. Oh, okay. Yeah, I recognized him right away, So I and I looked it up to make sure I was right. But yeah, he was on Ink Master, and that's why when she's like, you're booked up for like four years, he probably actually literally is booked up for like four years. Okay. Um, and the big conversation in this scene is that Josh has Shakur's name tattooed like kind of above one of his elbows. And, his right. Okay. And um, Jamila shows up to say hello and didn't know that Josh had that tattoo, which is weird because he's beefy and he seems to have his arms out all the time, but she had never noticed it, I guess. Well, and the other thing that didn't make sense is he seems to be getting the tattoo in this session, but yet already had the tattoo. So I am... Okay. Very confused. And this is going to come up in a little bit too. Yeah. So I got confused too. And I wanted your tattoo expertise because I have none, but the Chewy sort of does, I'm assuming they use, you know, special markers or whatever to draw on someone's skin about what they're doing, where, 
And so Josh has like all this red marker all over his arm of the work that's being done. And the red marker actually covers the Shakur for part of the scene. And I was like, yeah. is he getting a cover up? Like I couldn't follow what was happening, but then the Shakur is still showing at the end of the scene. So I couldn't quite tell what he got done. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Okay. And we will have more to say about this later when they go for their little lunch. Okay. Or I will have more to say about it later. So Jamila shows up to this tattoo parlor just to say, hey, and she immediately starts throwing shade at Josh and sort of, he says like he can take pain of a tattoo and she says, oh, um, you know, what does she say? Um, it's nothing compared to the emotional pain you're capable of causing. And Shakur is like busting a gut laughing. They they think it's so hilarious. And like, pew, 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 shots fired. Ha, ha, ha. Like, and I was like, I, I didn't find it that well, funny. I mean, as we discover later, I think on Shakur and Jamila's side, they see this relationship as this like, bust in your balls, sister, brother, ha ha fun relationship. And that she can say things like that. And like a little bit of truth to it, but just needling him. And Josh does not see it the same way. Right. Yeah. But it's I interesting because Josh, like, fuck you, Josh. He's like, Oh, you could, it really hurts. You get bullshit. Like that's just on your arm. Arms don't hurt that bad. I've tattooed on both my arms. They do not hurt that bad. Like he there, I mean, there are places on the body where they can hurt really bad, but where he was getting his done, not that painful. And that tattoo does not take that lot. Like whatever. Like no, he was his trying to be all like, like his arms are like as thick as hams. Like they're huge. They're like, could he even feel that? I don't know. Um, yeah. It's very strange though. I will say in Josh's slight defense though. So Shakur kind of says like, Oh, that's a brother sister relationship. You know, she's going to jab at you, blah, blah, blah. But then she constantly reminds him that he's not back on the sister's good graces at the same time. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not I'm not really going to defend him, but that is, like, a weird line to walk. It's like, well, am I back in the family and getting made fun of constantly, or am I still supposed to tiptoe around everything? And I did both. <laughs> I, also, I did think it was funny, though, too, when Jamila said that you should get all of our names tattooed on your arm. That's true. I mean, that <laughs> is kind of how be. they roll. Yeah. yeah, he might as well. So then Jamila and Shakur, they go outside, but it looks like it's like two feet away from where Josh is still getting tattooed to have a conversation about Josh. Oh, no, they were just in the waiting room. Yeah. Yeah. But it looked it looked very close to go gossip. Well, most tattoo parlors are tiny. Yeah. I That's what, yes, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Jamila starts asking Shakur if she's seen a difference in Josh. And Shakur says, yes, a 180. Um, and I, I find that interesting also. And then, you know, they talk about how with nine sisters, everything is under a microscope. So, you know, like it's hard for him to show his progress with everybody breathing down his neck. And Jamila makes a point of saying, but he's kind of like your son. You, you take care of him. You do a lot of nurturing of him. And then she points out that Shakur calls him dad. No, not daddy. No. Dad. Dad. And then she basically calls him like Jesus. She's I, 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 she's like, oh, he's the father and he's the son. I was like, is he a Holy Ghost too? Like what? She says, on? he my daddy, my dad, and my son. Yeah, gross. And then she says, what's a big deal? He calls me mama. And I'm with Jamila when Jamila was like, no, that's different. I agree. <laughs> no, I agree too. Cause I think it's one thing to say like, Hey mama, what's up mama. I mean, even if it's not your partner, like that can be a term of endearment, but like, yes. I wouldn't yeah. say, Hey mom, <laughs> like, that's a whole nother ball of wax. Like it's a whole different thing. And the fact that her dad died when she was young on top of it. Yes. And she's like a guest using him as a sir. I, the whole thing is, gives me the X like big time. It, yeah. Yes, I think the dead parent of it all is very upsetting as well. Also, their father was killed in 1999. So, like... Oh. Yeah. So she wasn't that young. No, that makes it weirder to me. Yeah, that is weirder. <laughs> yeah. So then that, of course, you know, the daddy-dad-son thing brings up the topic of family yet again. And I guess Josh wants a baby right now. And Jamila says, can you even get pregnant naturally? And I thought that was a slam against 
Shakur's age at first. And I was like, damn, Jamila, like she's not that much older than you. That's that's rude. But she was talking about Josh and his vasectomy. This famous vasectomy. Which also, the, the whole explanation confused me because she said, yeah. oh, it could be difficult because of the drugs that he used to take. Uh, so what was it? The drugs he used to take, the reversal of the vasectomy, and there was Scar like tissue. one- Scar tissue. Scar tissue from the reversal. But but see, that's the thing. She didn't make it sound like it was scar tissue just from the reversal. She made it sound like it was scar tissue from the culmination of all those things. And I'm like, that's not a thing. Like from those reversal, yes. But like opioids don't give you scar tissue. Like I don't like it. Don't maybe some she people, just phrased it wrong, but. Don't some dudes like shoot into their junk though? No. Oh my, what? No. I don't know. What do you, I mean, I guess if he was like the hardest of hardcore heroin addicts and it collapsed every other vein in his body, I mean, that's a last resort. I think he was taking pills. Well, she says, he was she says pills too. No, I'm just thinking of the movie Train Spotting because one guy does like, he goes up. That is an extreme case. I'm, I'm aware he doesn't look <laughs> like a character from Train Spotting, but I said, don't some dudes do that. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think Josh is was doing that. She says pills, and she says scar tissue. More importantly, yeah. um, but then Jamila says, "Why did he ever get a vasectomy?" And Shakur kind of plays this like little dumb, like she is. She looks like the shrug emoji, like teehee. I don't know. And then you know they talk about how she always wanted her own children, and Jamila says Shakur's always wanted children of her own. She's raised other people's children. That's a direct quote from Jamila's confessional. I think that what she's means by that is she's probably like a very doting aunt. Yeah, I I took it that way too, but I just thought yeah. it was an interesting turn of phrase. And then Jamila points out to Shakur, like, this is sort of like a gift that he's taken away from you. Okay. Also, I don't think, even with scar tissue and a reverse vasectomy, I don't think it's impossible. Like, they were talking about naturally, but it doesn't sound like it sounds like if Josh and Shakur wanted a baby, they could still have one. It would just require some additional assistance. Well, yeah, and she doesn't seem that concerned about it. Like, I, no. I don't mean about having a baby, but she doesn't seem to, that concerned about not being able to have one. Yeah. She's more like, I'm not ready right now. We need to yeah. get... This is where I'm going to give her a lot of credit, where she really says, like, I am not having a child until my relationship is, like, 100%, and yeah. we're on really even keeled footing, which I really respect her for, because... A lot yeah. of idiots are like, my relationship's fucked up. I'm going to have a baby. It's going to make it, it better. Totally. It makes it a thousand times worse. So I'm going to give her mad props for saying like, until my relationship is completely fixed, baby is off the table. And she's not saying that and being like, oh, I wonder. I mean, she makes it sound like once they get everything locked down, that they're going to have a baby and we'll be fine. Like she doesn't yep. seem concerned about not being able to have one. No, I agree. And so she does, she tells Jamila in this moment that she thinks they need like a couples therapy tune up before they really consider a family, which is a very great idea and very mature. Yeah. So then we go to a hookah lounge whose parking lot is dead empty and it looks like high noon. Okay. So I <laughs> found out about this place too. They're at the Sky Hookah Lounge, which it turns out is a giant nationwide chain. And you and I could go because there's one in Falls Church. Oh, there is? Yeah. God, I haven't there's, done it. like a million of them. They're all over the country. Um, I haven't smoked hookah since I was in college, I don't think. Um, I did it, I don't know, at, like at the H Street Festival, like six or seven years ago. Um, but yeah, I was surprised because I thought it was going to be some very like, you know, off the beaten path, cool, Afghani only. No, it's a, it's like a it's like the Starbucks of hookah. And they're everywhere. Yeah, that kind of tracks. So we're with Hamida and Nora, we should say. And Nora immediately wants shots. And she holds up her phone to Hamida and says, I got a text from him. And apparently she was supposed to have a date. And he blew her off and tried to say, like, I can meet you there in an hour. And then she was not having it. Yeah, I, I think he, he was she running told him, late or like running too yeah. late. And she was just like, forget it. And she told him to fuck off. And she said his loss. And Hamida says, guys are the same everywhere. And Nor brings up and says, you know, like, is that why you switched to women? And sort of what's going on with you telling the other sisters that this is just a phase? And she, she says in her confessional that she wants to approach Hamida with zero judgment and truly doesn't have any. And so Hamida is still 
I mean, it's the same old song and it's just still kind of sad. She says that Amy was a comfort to her and there were real feelings, but she couldn't escape the feeling that she was doing something wrong the whole time she spent time with Amy. And nor is really an MVP of this series just because of how she is with Hamida about this. And she says, you know, just so you know, it will never change anything between you and I. Like who you love and who you date will never change the way that I feel about you. And she says, and I want you to be honest, like feel free to be honest with me and tell me the things that you don't feel comfortable telling everybody else. Um, <clears throat> and so then Hamina said that, you know, she did have feelings, but then when she announced it to the dinner, it put her off. And <clears throat> Nor points out to her, she said, I don't think you would have even said it to our siblings unless it was something you felt seriously about, which is a fair point. Yeah, I mean, Nora was really the standout in this episode, especially yes. this part. Like, she is so supportive and so, like, keyed into the way Hamida is feeling and says all the right things. And I actually wrote in my notes, like, are we sure Nora isn't the therapist? Like, I know. She is, like, on point. And the fact that Hamida isn't getting it is confusing to me because, again, she is a therapist. Like, I, yeah. it doesn't. Yep. Like, so I she, hope none of her clients are gay or bisexual people. I know. I know. And what made me really sad is that Hamida basically said she's willing to sacrifice her own happiness to not disrupt the family over this. Which is sad. I mean, which is really That's, sad. It's very sad. And Noor said, I don't agree with that. And I was, like, applauding what Noor was saying to her. And she said, the heart wants what it wants. And she said, this is your life and you have to live it. And Hamida I says, I don't want to be shunned. And she said, you'll never be shunned by me. I wonder, do you think part of it might be because Hamida's the youngest? Maybe. And was probably always the favorite. And like always, you know, probably really fond over and given the most attention. And maybe she's afraid of like ruining that. Probably a little bit. But I think she's also, I think she's just really scared. I think it was something that is their family clearly has opinions about it. And I think she's discovering something about herself and she's panicking. Oh, totally. But I also feel like not all of them, you know, I mean, like Nora is very open. I feel like Nora would probably be open if she was in the same position. We have Sadika who we, I next episode, it looks like is fully going to be like, I'm going to have a baby on my own and you're going to deal with it. So yeah. it's not like every sister has the same mindset. So I was just wondering if maybe Hamida's mindset is because she's so used to being, the favorite because she like usually the youngest child a lot of times is the most fond of her that she it's she feels like she has more to lose maybe i also i mean they all this this relationship with their mother is really up and down like they kind of like to stick it to her and be modern american women and then they really don't and they're afraid of her and they want her approval they don't want to disrupt anything there so it's really like they they all struggle with it every episode over different things and this is a big one for a traditional woman, I would imagine. Oh, big time. Yeah. So then we go to Cantina Frida. I caught In that one. Beverly Hills. Woohoo. And Shakur and Josh are having a date. And I actually like Shakur's outfit. I thought it looked good on her. She kind of had this like lime green suit happening. Mm -hmm. I was into it. Anyway. It wasn't a sweatsuit, so maybe that's why I noticed it. <laughs> well, no, she makes a big deal about it and says, like, he says you oh. look good. And she's like, oh, because I'm not in sweats, like, around the house. Like, you always you see go. me. I actually got dressed up. Like, she makes a big production about it. Yeah. Um, and so he says that you look beautiful. And he doesn't look as cute to me up close. Just putting that out there. His face, you mean? Yeah. It's, the like, the the beard. I, I, I don't think he'd be that cute without the beard. Okay. Maybe At least for me. Yeah, because I was kind of noticing the same. Thing. I mean, he's not ugly, but I think he's just kind of average looking. And I think the beard for me anyway, really helps. Yeah, it does give him that like Viking look. Yeah. Um, They also have so many beverages on the table that I respect. There's a bottle of water. There are two glasses of water. They one might be sparkling. One might be still. There are two Shirley Temples and Shakur has a glass of white wine. <laughs> Got to roll we're deep. Just, yeah, we're flooded with beverages. Um, so she starts, she brings up the topic of going to therapy before, you know, they discuss family any further. And he says that Jamila was on his ass at the tattoo parlor, which I kind of agree with. And this is where they have the, but that's a brother sister relationship kind of conversation. And she was just roasting you. And he said, but it wasn't funny and goofy. Like she was kind of being an asshole and she snapped at me. And I mean, 
we've seen the sisters think they're funny before. That's how I took it. I was like, oh, you think that's funny? I, if I were Josh, I wouldn't have found that funny. So then Shakur talks about how her sisters are still apprehensive of them being back together, which is fair. And she tells him that, you know, she told Jamila about the vasectomy. And he seems a little put off by that. Which I was shocked by <clears throat> because... You've been in this family for a while. You know these girls tell each other absolutely everything. I, I would have been more shocked if they didn't know about the vasectomy if I was hit. Like, I, it well, just seems weird. It was also interesting because this is where we found out a little bit more of the timeline with the disclosing of it. Um, oh, my God. I have an appointment on Wednesday, and I've gotten an email, a text message, another text message, and they just called me. What's the they problem? They want to make sure you're there. I already confirmed. It's 48 hours away. I'll be there. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, so we learn more about the timing of the vasectomy and the disclosure, the disclosure of the vasectomy. So I guess he didn't bring it to light until they got back together. So they were married, separated. And then when they got back together, he said like he had had a vasectomy the whole time. Oh, no, we already knew that. We did. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I missed that last time. Because that's, yeah, I mean, I don't it know. Shocking. It, like, it made no sense. It's like, what? Like, you got this vasectomy before? Because he got the vasectomy and then had it reversed before they even were married. Okay. That's why well, I don't understand why it's a big deal. How long were they married before they separated? Do we know that yet? I don't know. I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. Um. So anyway, they have this conversation about whether or not Jamila is meddling and he calls her Dr. Strange, which I thought was a little funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah, too. I thought it was funny. And then, of course, in reality TV cliche of cliches, Josh wants to renew their vows. And Shakur says she's not opposed to it, but that she wants to do the therapy first. And he says, OK, you know, we can do the therapy first. He's down. You know, no more Dr. Strange. Leave Jamila out of it. And then she says, dang it, dad when they pinky swear because he squeezes her, her finger too hard. So I did some digging uh -huh. um, because I was just curious to read about Josh. So this was filmed in summer of 2022, right? I believe so. Okay. So, wow. They left me a voicemail too. I don't, I just, <laughs> what is, what's a holdup? So Shakur filed for divorce from Josh in October of 2020. Okay. And then there are legal records from, I believe, June of 2021. Let me pull up my screenshot. <laughs> and does it not have the date on it? It doesn't have the date on it, but I can go back. And she sued him in June of 2021 for breach of contract for palimony. For palimony? Yeah. So were they not married? I don't know because she filed for divorce in October of 2020. That's really confusing. Yep. Breach of we contract. We call, um, what was the other sister's husband's name? That's the lawyer, her lawyer. Kais, he was yeah. her lawyer in the second case. And so it was breach of contract, palimony, breach of fiduciary duty, fraud and deceit, unjust enrichment, and quantum merit. She sued him for damages interesting yeah i'll have to i mean i know like multiple divorce attorneys i'll have to ask one of them if you can sue for palimony if you were married but i always thought palimony was for people who weren't married yeah that's the definition of it i looked it up but so if they got a quick divorce in late 2020 but then she wanted palimony like six months later I don't, can you get divorced that fast in California? I don't think so. Not that I've like ever Like in seen. Maryland, it takes a minimum of a year. Yeah, hold on. Let me check the date on this palimony thing. I'm going back. July 12th, 2021. Weird. Yeah. That's when it was filed. I mean, that would imply that she filed for divorce. They got divorced, got back together. We're living together, broke up again. Yep. But yep. she would have already been getting alimony from him then. She I wouldn't know. need palimony. That's weird. I don't know. Like, that's confusing. Yep. Um, also, I liked that Joshua Landon Smith, an individual, and self-made LLC were part of this complaint. 
His LLC is called Self Made. Yep. Kind of shocked that hasn't already been taken. But he was able to get it. Yeah. I don't know. And when you Google his name, he comes up as like a real estate developer or something. But oh. Interesting. Well, right? I mean, that's what we thought when they were going to look at that property. Remember, that's what your your speculation was that they were yeah. looking for. So maybe he is a real estate developer. Yeah. But, but um, also this yeah. is this is a lot for it does explain. I mean, we know that they've been through a lot and that they're dealing with a lot, but it further confirmed. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just about his addiction, you know, like a divorce and a palimony and legal stuff involving you know, Shakur's brother-in-law was her lawyer. You know, like this was very, very messy. Well, I mean, it was very messy, but don't you don't think it was all derived from the addiction? I'm sure it was all derived from the addiction. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he was an addicted mess and she's like, I'm out of this marriage. But then they, but still like, then she, is this like the second or third time she's taken him back? I don't know. We'll right. probably never know. Right. Yeah. No, it's a lot. Yeah, so, the palimony thing is very confusing. All the, or maybe she filed for divorce and discovered they were never actually legally married. Maybe. Maybe that's what they keep talking about, like all the emotional pain and all that. I mean, like maybe he was supposed to file the papers and never did it. Actually, I think I did read that a judge threw out their divorce case. Divorce? Yeah. Yeah. Just oh. like Schwarmer, Schwartz, and Katie on Vanderpump when they yeah. kept never filing the papers. Yeah. Maybe he was supposed to file the papers and he never got around to it. Yeah. And then she got pissed and she's like, well, fuck you then. I'm assuming you for palimony. Yep. I bet that's what happened. Oh, all right. There you go. So, which would mean that they're not married now either and would explain why he would want a vow renewal because it's not even a renewal. It would be actually getting married. Yep. And that's I, mean, I don't why, think that they had a wedding ceremony the first time, but like, I bet they that, were never legally married. That's why the family is still so pissed off because that's a really big deception. It's a big deception. Yep. There we go. Maybe we've solved it. I'm legitimately proud of us right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's all I got. But I thought that was pretty good. God bless. You know, creepy public legal records. Um. Well, this is also where the tattoo inconsistency comes into play. Okay. So, and I did get a picture of this that I will put on the Instagram. So um, when they're at this lunch or dinner or whatever it was, I think it was a lunch, um, they show him mostly from his left side and the new tattoo is on the right side. And it definitely looks like when he's getting the tattoo that it's like just above the elbow um, and it kind of reaches around a little bit. And um, I don't see it in the pictures. Like, I think this was filmed before the scene at the tattoo parlor. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I, mean, I I think the whole thing is just super out of order. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys can decide for yourself because you, like I said, I'm going to post it on Instagram and you can't see, I mean, it's just his arm. So, it, and it's only, it's coming from the front side of the arm. It's not the full side side. So it is possible that maybe it's there, but it doesn't look like it's there to me. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go to toast. Bakery. Oh, which I got so excited about. Wasn't that a Hills filming spot? Yes, it was. Yeah. And Noor and Hamida are waiting for Sadika. Um, Hamida's wearing a do-rag. Yes, she Sadiq loves a do-rag. She does. Actually, she looks cute in one. She does. Um, Sadika has her ladies on full display. She's mm -hmm. wearing like a little sort of like, I guess they would call it a peasant top. Um, but it's like a peasant crop top. And it's low and her, her boobs are out. Um, so they basically are just trying to hash out this like, you know, crack in the trifecta and apologizing for Nora's birthday. And I didn't find that much that interesting about this scene, honestly. Um, no, I mean, Nora apologizes to Sid. Sid gives her one of those like, I'm sorry you feel that way apologies. Nora calls her out on it. And yeah. then Sid actually truly apologizes. Yeah. And they kind of have this conversation about like, we feel like you do juicy stuff and don't tell us. And, but like, they basically have all admitted they don't tell each other full details about their lives. And it's like, okay, so that doesn't mean you don't love each other. It means you don't have to tell each other goddamn everything. And then they go into this weird dibs thing. Yes. So we start learning a little bit about what it's like when the sisters go out to find men together. And I guess they called dibs. So they clearly like 
have a text message thread or they say it out loud where if someone's vibing with a dude, they call dibs and then you're supposed to back off. What I thought was interesting about this conversation though is that they're talking about it and they're just talking specifically about a guy in Miami and I can't remember who called dibs on him. Um, but so I guess they do a lot of traveling together. <laughs> yeah. Cause it seems like the, whoever, I, I think it was- Jamila called dibs on Miami guy. Yeah, but it seems like, I don't know, like they're putting forth this pretense that like, they wanna be seen as good girls and like, God forbids you get pregnant, you shunned, whatever. But this whole dibs thing in Miami makes it seems like they're just out like banging randos and they go out and whoever calls dibs gets to bang them. Cause I doubt that she was trying to seriously date a guy in Miami, she lives in LA, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. And this is where we find out that Sadiqa set up Jamila with her friend Greg. And this they is say so dumb. It's so dumb. So I, dumb, y'all. That's so that, dumb. That scene is gonna be real painful to discuss. But they're like, oh, Greg, Greg, we should go spy on it. So yeah. And, and then that's what happens. That's what happens. But it's this is so weird. Like, who so they set her up with um Sadiqa's friend Greg, who is a family friend. They all know him. Yeah. And they call him a fan, and he very obviously knows all of them. So weird. Like, yeah. why would you go on a date? with a family friend like it's just it none of it made any sense to me i felt um, bad for him <laughs> felt bad for i did him. too i did too um i also did you clock jamila's first date outfit you mean her like skin tight orange off the shoulder bodysuit ensemble yes yeah it is a skin tight bright orange cut out unitard yeah I mean, she body be banging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no disrespect. But wow. It looks like Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. But orange and with cutouts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they um and on the date, um, they talk about how he's bald. They talk about how he's a Jew from Westchester. Yeah. Um, and he obviously is a good family friend because he knows about the wolf pack and he references it. Yeah. And he talks about like that's the problem with you sisters. Like you, you all are in each other's business, et cetera, et cetera. We see the wolf pack spying from like across the restaurant, and then all of a sudden the waitress brings out a flaming boat of desserts. Which well, I before thought... that happens, we get the picture. Like, oh yeah. So she talks. She Jamila says that like, oh, we should take a picture. Take a picture. And I, I this is kind of. I mean, I, I'm not stupid. I know he knew that they were actually there. I'm sure. But yeah, he takes a picture of the two of them to send to the other girls to say, or to send to Sadiqa to say like, hey, like, you know, we're on a date, whatever. And you can see Sadiqa in the background of the picture, which yeah. they notice when the girls like pull it up, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the date, yes, the sushi boat dessert spectacular comes out, which I did get a great picture of. And you can also see her orange outfit in the picture. So you guys yes, will see both perfect. the dessert boat and the outfit. So the trifecta, I assume, or the, you know, the premise is that the trifecta sent them the flaming boat of desserts, right? I don't know, because he didn't act surprised about it. Well, I don't think he's a very good actor, but I think that was the idea. Oh, okay. They seemed, Jamila seemed surprised when the waitress bought it. Like, I highly doubt Jamila would order a boat full of dessert. Well, I thought she was surprised because she thought Greg had arranged it. Oh, maybe. Like, as part of their date. Like, our special date is I'm going to get you this giant flaming boat full of desserts. Yeah, well. That would be you'd definitely be getting a blowjob from me yeah. if we were on a date and you got me a giant flaming boat of desserts, like a hundred percent. I would probably do it right there at the table. After you had dessert though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> then of course the trifecta like comes out and they I will Sadiqa does seem pretty shit faced, and Greg calls her out on it. But they just think this is so funny. Like, no one is funnier than the Zosada sisters, according to them. Like, they're just so funny. This is so capery. And Jamila seems both charmed by this and embarrassed. It's kind of hard to tell which one she feels. And Jamila's not the only one with an outfit on. Holy oh. moly. Hamida is naked. She's She's practically naked. She is basically wearing a winter scarf wrapped around her body into a dress. Like it yeah. looks like a snake of powder blue fabric that is somehow containing everything she has to offer. The, this whole scene 
just reeked of the Kardashians to me. Like, I think that they're trying to capture that. Like, there's always a couple Kardashian episodes, especially in the earlier seasons of the show, where they would do these, like, wacky, capery things. And I think that they're trying to capture the magic of that. And it really didn't fly. Yeah. Um, but I did think it was very interesting that, and they kind of glanced, glossed over it, but Greg got a little real and says, like, why are all of you single? Yeah. Yep. Because like they you're, you're like kind good. of like you're too close. You do these things like you're, you're all single. And like, there's a reason why you're all single is because you, you do these things. Yep. He's not wrong. No. And there's no second date. Shocker. No. I don't blame Greg for that one. No, I don't either. I did feel bad for Greg, though. And I'm sure I myself I and a lot of people would be in the same boat. It, Jamila's teeth are so all of their teeth are so like electrified white that they made that poor man's teeth look like sun yellow. And I'm sure that in person they're fine. But next to her, like, glow-in-the-dark, lost-from-friends yeah. teeth, it was, I was just like, oh, poor guy. I also feel like she had, like, a spray tan. Maybe it was the color of her outfit, but, like, she also, her teeth looked brighter in this light and with her makeup and her outfit. Like, it, she looked like the Cheshire Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then we get another quick montage and justice for Hamida and everything I've said about her love of exercise because she is at a Pilates class by herself. Yes. There you go. I take it all back. She's she's fit as fuck. But she claims she doesn't work out. I know. She was the one that was like, I don't work out. I'm like, you obviously you do. You very she, much do. Yeah, she was not as much as the other ones. Noor is always wearing workout clothes, but Hamida yeah. was doing Pilates in this montage. So um, so then we go to the wolf pad, which by the way, as I was Googling around, I came to one of those creepy websites where it like lists family members and stuff living at a given address, which is flimsy and weird. Yeah. However, the four sisters who live in the wolf pad, the wolf pad was listed in Corona, California. I don't is, know where that is. It is in between... Like, it's out by where the um, other sister's restaurant is. Like, it's not as far as San Bernardino or Riverside, but it's it's out that way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Now that I'm thinking about it, they should do some marketing and they should um, release a show-branded line of maxi pads called the Wolf Pad. I know. Like, they're really missing out on a business opportunity by not doing that. Yeah. Shakur. Yeah, get on it. Yep. So Sadiqa and Jamila are talking about this fundraiser. And I say that with that voice because it's just, it's a lot. Um, so Jamila puts out a charcuterie board and Sadiqa says in her confessional, a charcuterie board just for us, she must mean business. <laughs> um, they all love snacks. I mean, I do too. Like they yeah. love to put out a ton of snacks when they're getting together. They do. Yeah. I don't know how many of them eat them, but they we've talked about their beautiful yeah. platters of snacks. Um, so we learned that the name of the fundraiser is Baraka, which means like passing blessings. Um, it, it just means blessing. Oh, it does. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so we're all worked up about this deck, which is meaning like the PowerPoint and like what they're going to be presenting at this event, I guess. Or it's the deck that they're presenting to investors to get them to donate things to the event. I think it's that. It could be both. Um, so they want to make their mom proud to see the daughters working together. And then Nora walks in with groceries, which is mostly toilet paper. <laughs> well, can we first talk about what um, <laughs> what Sadika wanted to do with the font that made me laugh? And Jamila is 100% correct. No, she caps. wanted it to be all caps cursive. Ugh. Like, horrible. that's not a thing. No, it's or It's horrible. Yeah. And Jamila says it won't look pretty. No, she's correct. Yeah. But then they also talk about... So that actually came up after Nora walked in because Nora is good with logos. Talented with logos. I'm not sure what Nora does. We haven't figured that out. Um, I'm guessing like graphic design, right? Or something? I would think so. Or she also says that... So she says that she's in charge of the event's marketing. So maybe she's just like a marketing person and sort of has some logo wherewithal. Entirely possible. Um, so also Nora comes in from a workout and has not a stitch of makeup on. She looks very pretty without makeup. I know I've said it before, but she Beautiful. does. I mean, she looks good with makeup too, but she's stunning without makeup. I just, her makeup is such a heavy contour that I like to see the natural, more natural shape of her face. Yeah. 
like heavy contour it just it it can i mean i get it it's transformative that's why people do it but it's very transformative <laughs> um so sadiq is getting frustrated because jamila is getting bossy and they're just kind of like griping at each other back and forth about like the time frame and do you have a brand kit and you're so controlling and Nora's kind of like what the fuck did i just walk into like i'm just trying to put my groceries away and take a shower like i told you i would help um and they said it's either going to go really well or really bad because of Sadika and Jamila's personalities. So I guess that's what we're getting. <laughs> and we see more of that in our final scene of the episode. Yes, in the Malibu, where they have a picnic provided by Perfect Picnic. Oh, sorry, Picnic Perfect AV. Oh, okay. I missed that. It, well, I looked it up. Well, because they show us like a shot of one of those like letter boards and it says, Oh, Picnic that's Perfect right. AV. Yep, and I right. thought maybe that was something that they had done and I couldn't figure out what the AV was. But then I looked it up and it's actually a company in California where it's like high end picnics that they put together okay. for you. Yep. So Sadiqa's wearing those giant see through pink square sunglasses we mentioned in our last episode. Mm -hmm. They're, I mean, she's pulling them off, but wow, just wow. Um, so Jamila says she wanted to have this picnic because it's a gathering with the girls before she cracks the whip about the fundraiser. They're always doing last gatherings here. Like everything is the last supper. A lot. Yeah. The pool, the pool party, the, the fundraiser, the, the dinner before the fundraiser. Like it's just, everything is always like, they're gonna, they're bringing down the hammer about something. So Sadika admits that she's already upset about the morning because they've already gotten into it over this fundraiser deck. And so she expects there's going to be tension at this picnic. And she got into it with Muslifa and Rabia, she says, in she, the morning. They the four of them did over the day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was yeah. it was it was Sadiqa, Jamila, Muslifa, and Rabia who were like beefing about this over text before the picnic. Yep. And Sadiqa doesn't want to come on too strong about the event, given that they're there supposedly to like kind of relax and have a picnic together. And Jamila says that she doesn't either, but they're really behind and they need to raise money like ASAP. So Jamila feels like she's the one who's doing all the group work in a school project <laughs> and says that to the one who maybe is doing less work. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, it is hard to tell. And Sid is mad that her work is being minimized. And as soon as people arrive and sit down, Hamida says in her conventional that she could feel that the event was, quote, hella awkward and a hot mess. It's not wrong. So, also, they said they didn't want to come on too strong at this lunch. And Jamila immediately says, so we need to assign roles to people for this event. It's like, okay, well, that's coming on strong. How about you have some food <laughs> first? So she says, Shakura is on MC duty. She needs to hire an MC. Nora's on like logos and design and sort of like brand materials. Rabia, we need you on goodie bags. And then she says that they've raised $40,000. And Sid has a connect. And then Sadika, it just throws her off. Connect, singular, throws her off. And she says, we all know I have connects, plural. I have connections. I got the security, I got the DJ, and I got the event planner. So that's not nothing. Well, um, and isn't she the, the connection? It, isn't one of their nicknames like the connector? Isn't she Sadika the connector? Isn't that her whole name? Yep. Which doesn't even rhyme. It's not, it doesn't. No. I'm... Yeah. Um, and so Sid thought that they were partners in this. And she's so mad that Jamila is taking credit for everything. And then Jamila sort of says, like, I'm not talking about responsibilities. I'm talking about money raised. And so I guess she's throwing out the fact that she's the one who raised the $40,000 and not Sadika, I guess. Kind of hard to follow. Yeah. So then Muslifa speaks up and says that she's upset because Jamila apparently went DEFCON 1 on them earlier this same day over this deck. She sent it to them late the night before and said, please review this. And Muslifa and Rabia rewrote it together and sent it back to her. And Jamila said, like, how dare you touch my deck? Like, what did you do? And they said, well, it was poorly written. It had to be rewritten. And so I guess there were a lot of shots fired <laughs> in these text threads. And Jamila didn't appreciate it. And she cursed Sid out. And Sadika says, don't make me read your text messages to everyone and embarrass you. I'm here for that threat. 
I'm here for that. Oh, well, she did. She said yeah. that she called her a clown ass fucking bitch. Yep. Yep. And somebody, oh, Sadiqa says she was such as she is rereading the messages in her confessional and says she was such a Zilla. Holy shit. Like she's still stunned by Jamila spiraling out about this stuff. Well, and, and the then, other thing that I got confused about, they said before, like when this all first started, is that Muslifa is an English teacher. Yeah. But then isn't one of the jabs that she takes that like Muslifa doesn't even know English? Like there was a whole, and I'm like, what? Yeah. No, that was one of the things she said. She said Muslifa, like English isn't her first language. And then the other sisters were like, but Muslifa is the one that teaches English. Yeah. And then Rabia said, you need to stick to medicine, not English to Jamila. Yeah. <laughs> so then we do this like Regina George thing where people are calling Jamila nasty. And it does sound like she got pretty nasty over this stupid fucking deck. And Sadiqa says, you're verbally abusive. How many people have been verbally abused by Jamila? Four sisters raise their hands. Yep. <laughs> who was it? Who didn't? Who were? Who was the one that didn't? I don't think we could see all of them on screen at one time. So it was definitely the three who were involved in the deck. So it was mostly well, yeah, I a picture of that. I and I think the other the one was Noor. I so think. it was just Shakur and Hamida. Hamida. Didn't. I think. I don't know. I should have rewound that. But I'm sure that we'll, I, I, I'm sure we'll pick up from there next week. Yeah. But also the previews from next week make it look like everything is fine. The wolf pack goes out together. Josh is with them. He takes a shot with them. Does that probably won't go over well? But then uh, Josh and Shakur start therapy, um, and Hamida sees Amy, and then they they take on their mom over freezing their eggs. Yep, they're back to the musketeers, all of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all dealt with this with Nora's birthday party. Like yeah. they went total scorched earth and then within like 10 minutes had like completely squashed it. So I'm sure that next week we'll start with the part two of this picnic. And by the end of the picnic or later that day, they will have squashed it and figured it out. That is true. They will say we're sisters. <laughs> they'll work <laughs> it out and then they'll kiss. They will. Um, well, that's the end of this episode. And I believe when is this coming out? Is this coming out next week or the week after? I think it's this week. This week. Okay. Um, well, then, but we won't be talking to people again, I think, before the holidays. So happy holidays to all of you who celebrate. And yeah. we were recording this during Hanukkah. So if you celebrate Hanukkah, have a happy Hanukkah now or happy belated Hanukkah by the time you hear this. And we will see you guys two weeks after this. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.